Schmibbick Schmibbick, pass the ham. We talk about the unborn. Everybody and welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalin. Don't you know? All right. That's my Fargo impression. Oh, okay. So everyone, don't Fargo? you know? Fargo? Yeah, like the movie. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Dan? No, no, you know, I haven't seen you guys in a while. Yeah, right. At least since yesterday. I saw you yesterday. Yeah, I saw you guys at a street fair. In, yeah. In Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> you said it the way the Dutch would have said it. <laughs> 300, 400 years ago. In your Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Did you have some tube steaks, guys? Did you... You mean penises? <laughs> hot dogs, that's... Uh, I think. Oh, see, I would have called that a hot dog. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any. I, yeah. did get to, I, get to, I did get to see some antique buses. Yeah. yeah. You were fun. very excited about the antique buses. You sent a text saying that you were going to be at Court Street in such and such a place, and I was like, okay, we're walking to you. And then we got to that place, and we're like, where's Elliot? And you said, we called you, and you're like, oh, we got sidetracked by the antique buses. Yeah, they're you know, awesome. I love You know, I bet that story was a lot less boring when it was happening. <laughs> but, um, yeah, was- I, I didn't get to have a tube steak either, although I was really hoping when I was there to get a tube steak with a corn condom on it. You mean a corn dog? Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't... But I didn't get one when I walked past the first place because I thought there was another one. Uh, it's a long story. Well, that's like, I know Dan was searching for sangria the entire time. And when we split up and went our separate ways, Danielle, I noticed there, there was a sangria stand steps away from where we had just been <laughs> standing and where you just left. And it said, yeah. no Dan's. It said, well, Dan McCoy's welcome. Oh, no shit. But it was too late. He the missed irony, the opportunity. Yeah. It was yeah. the gallon of sangria I had already had <laughs> that prevented me from saying the other sangria. Oh, Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic is what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, so, Henry himself could not have done better. You know what this month is, guys? What's that? Shocktober. <gasps> you mean th- we're Wait, on really? Channel 11 right now? WPIX, New York's movie station? Yeah. And Stuart That's a regional is some sort joke. of... Uh, <laughs> what? Those sort who grew of up in this region. Halloween host. Stuart is uh, yeah. wearing a low-cut dress. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's very revealing. Mm-hmm. Very tight around the hips. Uh-huh. A uh, long my hair, black wig. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My wig is all the way down to my bottom. Came up out of a coffin. Yep, I did. I did actually. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still kind of covered in in webs. Well, Stuart, as our uh, rubber bat on a string, yeah. as our haunted host, would you like to introduce tonight's movie? Uh, yeah. It was wait. Let me check the piece of paper. Uh, it was a spooky treat called the Unborn. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. I'm glad you wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really scary. I don't know if I can explain this movie. Uh, sure, you can. I think the movie was about uh, like a Jewish demon or something. Mm-hmm. It started off being about a Jewish spirit, and then it became near the end of the movie. They made a point to say this isn't really a Jewish spirit. Yeah, well, you got to open it up to all sectors uh, if you want to have a blockbuster success. Well, it's interesting because I've, I came to the realization a long time ago that for. Most horror movies that are demon-related to work, or even bigger ones like Rosemary's Baby or The Mm -hmm. Exorcist or The Omen, you have to, for two hours, you have to say, okay, 
for this to be scary, I believe in the tenets of a certain kind of Catholic, Catholic uh, apocalypticism. <laughs> Catholic. Catholic. Uh, but like for the next two hours, I believe that the devil is real. I believe that Christ is the Lord. I believe in hell. Mm-hmm. And it was I believe nice. Roman Polanski didn't rape a small girl. No, you can still believe that and no. enjoy Rosemary's Baby. But I. But it was nice to see a movie where uh, wait for whatever, what. <laughs> it was it was nice to see a movie where sure I, you haven't read the newspapers this week I assume what what about wait <laughs> Roman Polanski did what at least it, it happened thirty years ago whoa is, wait we're talking about child rape now I thought we were talking about a shooting we're not, movie. let's talk about we're the movie not, let's get off of this terrible subject <laughs> that I don't clear. know we're why it was brought up okay about. yeah come on let's keep it let's together, go guys. back onto I mentioned Rosemary's Baby you have to bring up the worst possible aspect of it. Anyway, I was just saying it was nice to see a movie where I didn't have to, as a Jewish person who doesn't believe in, you know, Christianity and all sorts, didn't have to decide like, okay, I'm going to buy into this faith that I don't believe in for two hours to make the movie work for me. This movie didn't necessarily work for me, but the uh, the fact that it started off Jewish and then got to a point where they were like, this is just some kind of crazy demon. It probably predates religion. They said it was like, oh, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to. Uh, kind of fake a belief in hell for this thing to be scary. Yeah, I was just saying that, and then Dan took it off into this. Oh, that's what ridiculously happened. Ridiculously, oh, like I was the magazine over here, and Dan just <laughs> well, took you, it right off. The you rails. were trying to figure out what what you were going to say next as our horror host. Yeah, I was I was writing down like spooky lines and crossing them out with a big magic marker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, on, but a, yeah. on a cue card. I still don't have any. But well, maybe I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> well, we can talk about what the movie was about then. Okay. Um, so, yeah. You, you, you want me to summarize this one? I'm really good at it. Let's let's see what see how what you can do. Okay, the movie uh, the movie begins, right? <laughs> All right. Why don't, why don't, why don't, why don't I take care of this one? No, no, no. No, Stuart's correct so far. The movie did begin. Okay, so imagine. Can't argue with that. Okay, guys, imagine this. Movie begins. This chick has this dream where there's like a crazy kid, right? Mm-hmm. And like a dog with a fucking mask on. That shit's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then she goes uh, like flash accurate. forward. It turns out that this was a dream. Like we at, at first you're like, oh, is, is she in like a magical world Speed or something with up. dogs? Okay. <laughs> so it turns out she's babysitting for this fucking crazy little kid who talks like that kid from The Sixth Sense, like a grown up or something, and he smashes her face with a mirror. And he says, "Jambi wants to be born." Yeah, Jambi or no, it's Jumbo. Jumbo, <laughs> Jumbi. That's yeah. right. You're J- thinking of Jumbi. Jambi from Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse. Jumbi yeah. wants to be born. So it's fucking really weird because he totally smashes her in the face with his mirror, and like nothing happens. She doesn't even have a mark on her face. Okay, so mo- fast, fast forward, forward later on. Uh, she keeps having these fucking dreams that there's this fucking little kid in a mirror, and it looks like the little dead kid from, uh, like, the little dead kid from... From any horror uh, thing that yeah, has the a devil's de- backbone, little, little kid in it. But with, like, an outfit on. It does look like the kid in the devil's backbone. Yeah. So, she's like, where this kid's gonna come and kill her or something? And then, uh, she's doing some Scooby-Doo shit and <laughs> finds out that she used to, like, she had a twin that died in the womb and that her mom killed herself or something. Her mom went crazy. Yeah, went crazy and killed herself. Her mom in a, in a, a surprisingly, a, it seemed Carla Gugino in a, un, in a cameo, but. No, it was not. Carla Gugino. It was Carla Gugino? Yeah, according yeah. to the internet. I, you know, and so they gave Carla Gugino work, which means I like the movie to a certain extent already. Yeah. So. So she finds out that this uh, old lady at this old folks' home is her grandma, and her grandma tells her this crazy story that uh, about 
the Holocaust. I wasn't paying that much attention. When she hurts this old lady, she knows. Crazy it's... story about the Holocaust. Let's make it clear that Stuart is not Holocaust denying. That's uh... this crazy story about a Holocaust of some kind. Whatever. Uh, the this old lady who it turns out is her grandmother says she was a child uh, during the Holocaust. She was twins, and she had a twin brother. And that the Nazis were obsessed with twins and discovering the medical secret, genetic secrets of twins, which is true to a certain extent. And that they were obsessed with creating blue eyes in brown-eyed kids, which I don't know if it's true. Somehow in the crazy... Like Kate, Kate Bosworth. Uh, they were obsessed with creating Kate Bosworth. I, I guess so. Um, Sorry, I, I totally derailed, derailed me. You. Now I'm thinking about Superman Returns and how terrible it is. Uh so they, but somehow they use experiments that are part medical, part occult, and through that, all cop. <laughs> through that, Dan, you're a firecracker today. <laughs> through that, they somehow bring into into this plane of reality a dibic, which is or dibuk, as they keep saying, which is a bodiless spirit. In Jewish mysticism, it's I guess someone who dies. They don't get into heaven, so they wander the earth, unable to interact with the physical realm, and it's a very horrible punishment. Uh, in this, the Dybbuk can possess bodies, possesses her brother's body after it dies from these experiments, comes back, it he, she kills him or he dies in the camps or something like that. She has a daughter. The daughter has twins. One of the twins is going to be this possessed by this Dybbuk because Jumby wants to be born. Sure. Dies in the womb. And now this thing, Jumby, is angry at the family and wants revenge on everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole deal about not being able to interact with the physical world, that's crazy, man, because, like, that ghost is making her see all kinds of shit. She's flipping out. Well, it seems like at the end they're, they're kind of disavowing that it's a Dybbuk. Okay, because, yeah, there's magic all over the place, man. Yeah. So she enlists the aid of uh, Gary Oldman, who's a rabbi, I guess? He's a rab. He's the least Jewish rabbi I think I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> and It's like if they got Mr. T to play a rabbi. Yeah. And then, like, I think her friends start dying and stuff. I'm trying to imagine the, the um, yarmulke on top of Mr. T's well, mohawk. It would, be, it would fit on top. It would be kind of floating above his head because of that. Yeah. Yeah. With, like, magical like powers. Mm-hmm. And then they get Idris Elba. Who is an Episcopal priest who also plays basketball. Obsessed Idris Elba. Prom night. Yeah, Which Idris means Elba. you were saying you think he's now been in as many Flophouse movies as Nicolas Cage? What I about think Jessica so. Beale? She was in a lot of them. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. been in a bunch. Jessica Alba. I think that no one has been in more than three. And I think that Jessica Alba has been in three. I think Nick Cage has been in three. I think Idris Elba. If, if this podcast was written by David Goyer, like the movie we watched was tonight... We would explain how Ooh. the number three is important mm-hmm. um, because it's relation to some three kind represent- of shit I just read in a book. Yeah, three represents the Trinity. In uh, Buddhism, it's also blah 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 blah. Yeah, I, that's that's good writing. Mm-hmm. Me, that- me, a dude watching a horror movie needs to find out why the number ten is important in a fucking like well, exorcism he's, ritual. He's just and this other thing is that uh, Gary Oldman says. Ten is the number of such and such is in the such and such and the blah blahs and the things. All he has to say, there's really no reason there has to be ten for this bullshit ceremony. But all he has to say is, you need ten people, to, you need ten men to make a minion. 
That's a that's a Jewish prayer group. You need ten men. Done. Sure. Okay, great. And you need well, some extra bodies around when the demon shows up and starts totally acing them all. That's yeah. the real reason. So someone can get killed that's not our hero. So they go back to the decrepit, abandoned hospital that her mother died in because I mm-hmm. guess just open to the public yep. in the middle of the night. It's uh, a, a historical landmark. Sure. <laughs> it looks like they haven't <laughs> cleaned the place in 70 years. But uh, well, they have this exorcism ceremony one by one. Everybody's getting killed. Yep, everybody's getting crossed out. Uh, and Gary Oldman wakes up the demon by blowing this giant bedazzled shofar. <laughs> it's a shofar, but it's covered in red sequins. It is the, striped. It is the gayest, most flamboyant shofar I've ever seen. And the horn is enormous. Yeah. It looks like he got it off of like some sort of elk. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the demon shows up. He likes big shofars. Uh, it, it waxes a couple dudes and then jumps into Idris Elba's body. He fights a he little. he runs around like he got the rage virus injected into his uh, bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he gets killed and then her boyfriend gets uh, possessed and then... Somehow she manages to grab the perfect page that allows her to finish the ceremony. Oh, from this from this book that she, she looks up. That explodes. <laughs> this book fucking explodes. <laughs> she needs, earlier in the movie, I've, I guess the old lady tells her to get the Book of Shadows, or Book yeah. of Mirrors. The Book of Shadows. <laughs> the Book of Mirrors. Blair Witch 2. <laughs> and she book goes to the library. Check it out. <laughs> she goes to Wait, the... Wait, she gets the President's Book of Secrets? No, Only the not President the is book. allowed to see that book. No. She goes to the library. <laughs> I'm she... going to have to become the President. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the plot of that movie national uh national treasure to run for from run for the white house <laughs> but uh, she goes to the library she types into the regular card catalog computer book of mirrors the entry comes up for this Starring Kiefer Sutherland. for this 400 500 year old hebraic tome of kabbalistic secrets with and a they fucking just, lock on it and, like. they, and they let her take it to look at in the reference room and she just picks it up and walks out with it and it's ridiculous like that book should not be in the digitized catalog. You and know. the weirdest well, thing I mean, is when she yeah. goes up to talk to Gary Oldman, Dipping's he's like, running did... all over the place if you just let that circulate. Yeah. And Gary Oldman was even like, where did you get this? Like, she got it at the fucking library. <laughs> they just had like, it. Like, she didn't even try. Like, she didn't even have to pull in, like, I don't know, all of her credit, her, like, street Well, favors. they didn't even need to, yeah. like, do, use an interlibrary loan to get it from, <laughs> you know, the the Yeshiva University library. I just, uh, you know, I, I feel like the listener at home's head is spinning. Thinking that this must be the most because they're possessed by a demon. <laughs> Thinking that this is the most complex movie, and I can just boil it down. Basically, there's a possessing spirit. It's been bedeviling this family for like three <laughs> generations, and now it's trying to possess the youngest female member of the family. Yes, because Jumbie wants to be born. Yeah, and Who's Jumbo. Uh, no, Jumbie. Jumbo and, was a famous elephant, and the Holocaust is thrown in there just to make it more distasteful. Yeah, that was. There were there were a lot of genuinely creepy images in this, and then they had to throw in the Holocaust, and it makes everything it makes you angry at them for doing yeah. it. To well, remind you of something that's genuinely horrible, as opposed to just crappy and tawdry. On the other hand, uh, Gary Oldman is in a yamaka, so. yeah. which was great. Which is, don't, oh no, saves the movie certainly. <laughs> there's there's a great scene makes the with, movie worthwhile. There's a great scene where he shouts at a dog with an upside down head. <laughs> I like that. What does he say? Does he say, like, don't don't paw the furniture? Just get out of here. Yeah, he's like, get out of here. And when they're in this, like, really weird, uh, what was that, like a theater? It looked like an abandoned theater space in his synagogue. It would, like, like paper flying all over the place. Yeah. There's a lot of paper flying around. This movie was big on winds blowing paper around, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there were some neat. There were some genuinely neat images. There's some know. cool effects, like weird mouth effects. Well, we'll get to the final judgments later. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, surprise shots of a ghost kid with a giant mouth clawing at people. It got mm-hmm. to a point where like she, there were so many surprise shots of this ghost kid attacking the main hero heroine that you you got to the point where you're like, she must be used to it by now. Certainly, yeah. she just does. She just takes it in stride that this ghost kid is appearing. She would start her. getting pissed off, and the thing is, like this ghost kid shows up and just totally starts smoking people. Like he's like, "Oh, you're flying around. I'm killing you. Oh, now you fold in half." Like he's super magic. Yeah. Why the fuck did he like beat around the bush this long? Well, that's one of the things that's about the problem this kind of, with all ghost movies. Yeah, the ghosts don't make themselves clear. Yeah. And why, if he has these powers, doesn't he go straight for the person he wants to kill? As opposed to everyone else. Yeah, why does he wait? I mean, is it like a, a hubris <laughs> or something? It does allow us to have one of the greatest car crashes, or, or one of the greatest car hits I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> Her best friend, Romy, is uh, is driving around just bopping to music, and suddenly out music of nowhere... Music played at a very sensible volume. Yes. Uh-huh. She's, you it's know, not, she's, she's not distracted at all. <laughs> she's driving very well, and slowly... Yeah. On a deserted suburban street, hands of ten and two, gently nodding her head to the music. Sure. And there's a. This is the kid who hit uh, the main character in the face with the mirror earlier. Has become kind of the Dibbick's main go-to body to possess. Uh, and because if you're going to possess a body, why not a small child? <laughs> why not the, 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 the strength least of a powerful. small child? <laughs> yep. Uh, it really doesn't make sense why he would go for such an unthreatening figure. Uh, she's driving, and his he he's on his big wheel trike, and out of nowhere, just zooms in front of the car. Not even in front of the car. He's like riding on the like the heel, like the side of, of the road. Uh, he seems to be coming at the car almost at a side angle, <laughs> yeah. like perpendicular to the road. And she look, and like the shot from the windshield makes it look like she's driving right off the road. <laughs> <laughs> and she and he is hit in such a way that he flips up over the back of the car. And when she goes around, he's just standing up, fine, no problem, and says something threatening to her. But yeah, it's just so ominous. comes out of nowhere and looks so silly that it was great. <laughs> he would, he'd probably go under the car. I mean, he's not he's not very he doesn't have a very large profile. No, he would be crushed by the car. <laughs> sure, he's not. There's no way that he's tall enough that he the part of the body that needs to be hit for him to flip in the air is is getting. Hit. I mean, it's funny that he flipped up over the car. <laughs> no, it made it better certainly. <laughs> yeah. But the way that he go the way he comes in on the trike, it seems very clear to me that he was he's a computer effect that was kind of added in. <laughs> <laughs> So it almost looks like they shot this footage of Romy driving around, and they're like, we better scare up this footage. Hmm. Oh, well, we'll just insert the kid, you know, <laughs> driving into the car. Good stuff. Yeah. And um, <laughs> funny enough, spoiler alert, guys, it's that little kid ends up stabbing Romy to death with a knife later on. Yeah. And Michelle had to live her days out alone. Yeah, no one to go to the high school reunion with. It's very sad. Everybody lives in really big, nice houses in this movie. Yeah, they live in a in a. Some of them live in castles. It appears like castles, basically yeah. houses, like a palatial estate. I think well, they're all heiresses. It's possible. That, well, that's a, not scary. There's a lot of sort of vagueness in this movie. Like I was never clear on how old our heroine was supposed to be because she comes home at the beginning of the movie uh, from, from babysitting, babysitting the and having an adventure kid. in that. Yeah, <laughs> and saying hi to her dad before she goes to bed and then in the next few scenes she's going to what appears to be a college class and, and then like having sex with her boyfriend in her club. room and just like 
not even like hiding that at all. The dad well, is not a good dad. The dad seems to disappear for most of the and film. And they don't really have sex. You just see her like lying on his naked chest. But they could have just had hand jobs or something. But I guess that's sex, you know. It's implied had that they hand had job. sex. They just they just, <laughs> they they just, just shared had. some hand jobs. <laughs> they, but they had at the, the menu. end of the day, yes, hey, I'm looking at the menu. I got a six pack like, of hand jobs. Hand I'm not going to finish it myself. You want to finish it with me? How much are the hand jobs? They look reasonable. So, but I mean, I know guys, hand jobs still sex. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, it's still intimate contact. But, like, I'm just trying to clarify so the viewer's not like, oh, wait, there's a sex scene in this. Maybe I'll watch it. No, there, there is isn't. not. There's not well, there's but the there implication was, of a sex scene. Let me tell you that, you know, we are all human men. We are three <laughs> what human males. As far as you know. Healthy human males. Sure. Uh, Varying degrees of health. We have to admit that one thing that drew us to this movie above all other um, Shocktober options was the fact that the poster for this film... Um, unabashedly uh, featured the lead female backside in very trim cotton panties Yeah, uh, as she looked into the mirror and, like, there was the horrible kid uh, looking Jumbo or whatever. Jumbo. Jumbo is a famous (laughs) elephant. And I was saying, you know, ahead of time, like, oh, you know, this is just a come on, you know, like, surely that scene won't appear. Yeah, they're not going to have a scene in the movie where the heroine is in her panties. But it's it's right there. There's like it's, five. There's like five of them. <laughs> the the woman just keeps going back into the bathroom. It's in like her lost underwear. in translation. Yeah. When she is by herself, the pants go off, <laughs> and she stares I, into her bathroom I mirror. Yeah. That. But uh, but again, and and this is going to sound crass of me. They they obviously did some retouching on her unsaid backside in the poster. Yeah. It's noticeably were, shapelier. Yeah, you were very openly disappointed about her backside <laughs> in the film. Yeah, I kicked over a table. <laughs> yep. I was disappointed. Surely, Elliot. Uh, I had to hold you back. Well, they you promised. Were swearing. Surely, the Elliot, there would never be a horror movie poster that promises more <laughs> than the film delivers. I'm just saying the poster promised a certain amount of shapeliness. Okay. You've got Carla Gugino in the film. Right. She could very easily we be all a, know your love a for stunt Carla backside Gugino. for the main character. All right. Well, but, uh, maybe Elliot Kalin's the unborn. You can make it the way you want to make it. Oh, if only. Oh, Ellie yeah. Kalen's The Unborn would be a, a very different movie. Huh. Let's, uh, let's hear about it. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's the deal there? Well, for one thing, uh, a whole lot more Jewish stuff. Yeah. Wow. Everyone in the movie is Jewish. It takes place sure. during Fiddler on the Roof times. <laughs> okay. So it's in the shtetl in Russia. Sure. Pale of Settlement. And uh, it's the same basic plot otherwise. Just <laughs> And they break out into song every couple of minutes. Oh, same actors though, right? No, different actors. Uh, Topol, uh, <laughs> let's see, who else? Uh, who'd, who'd the rest of the Romy? cast of Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, <laughs> That's the best you can do. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't Topol, really have... Who, who'd play other <laughs> Jewish who, who'd actors? Play, who'd play Jumby? Jumby. <laughs> I think I'd get Wallace Shawn, probably, yeah. <laughs> how, so, how much better would the movie have been if it was Wallace Shawn saying... Jumby wants to be born. <laughs> yeah, like that. Speaking of Jumby, also, this is I, is Mechalekahai Mechahaino Hebrew. I, I don't wondered. believe so. Okay, I don't. I don't believe There's so. There's not a lot of Hebrew genies. <laughs> no, they tend to be Arab. <laughs> Conflicting. Uh, but the uh, what's uh. With the, she looks into a lot of mirrors in this. She's always looking into things she shouldn't. And there's a scene where she's in the bathroom of the club she went to, <laughs> and as, as Stuart pointed out, she's she 
is looking in a mirror again. She knows mirrors are scary. She looks in another one. It scares her. She's throwing up out of fright. And there's a very clearly a glory hole in the yeah, wall of the urinal. Yeah, it's openly a glory hole. And she starts moving towards it very slowly. And putting her eye up to the glory hole. putting her hole. eye up to it. And you know something scary is going to come out of it. In this case, it's a whole lot of bugs and like yeah, shit. Yeah, but she's not even like goes but to the opposite side of the fucking thing and get closer. Best case she, like, scenario, slides. it's going to be a penis coming out <laughs> yeah. of her eye. Though. She, That's like, the... she slides her fucking head along the same wall and like gets as close as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was refreshing to see a horror film that uses a glory hole for whatever reason. <laughs> it took me back to my days of... Uh, Going using any of the public bathrooms at the NYU campus and <laughs> realizing that people had made those holes into the dividers. Wow. On a non-glory hole related note, if there I, is did, I did want to correct what you said was that you said that she started vomiting because she was sick. Uh, she was actually vomiting because she's pregnant with twins. Oh, that's right. One which of we which find is out going later. to be Jumbo that's, Junior or that's, whatever. That's the secret. Jumbo Junior. <laughs> <laughs> the best hot dog brand in town, Jumbo <laughs> Junior Hot Dogs. That that's the secret surprise shock ending at the end, which is told in super flash cut scenes. Mm-hmm. Is that she's pregnant with twins? Bum bum bum. One of them's probably Jumby. And you're supposed to, the audience member, feel stupid for not having seen all the signs, rather than like me and not caring. Well, what were the other signs? She had sex. Yeah, sure. That's how it works. That's true. <laughs> um, she but when they she show kept the, eating pickles and ice cream together. But the, the, the image of those fetuses that they're showing are very well developed. Like, she should know. Yeah. They, they're saying, they're like, you're pregnant with twins. And the image, they already like have fingers. Like one of fingers. them winked or something, right? I don't think they, they would have been great if it did. But yeah. they already have fingers and faces. <laughs> like, she's really far along. Yeah. Like, possibly, like. The fetus turns and winks, and it cuts immediately to like like a heavy metal like like scream. You gotta have you gotta have like a like a David like a like a Sammy Hagar scream. and then and then the credits. There graphics. The unborn flashes. There are graphics like while the credits rolling in the middle, maybe on the sides. There are animated graphics of the evil fetus like appearing and looking around, and then running off to the side of the screen, and then wearing like showing up with a guitar tuxedo or something. Yes, wearing a tuxedo and holding a cigar and Converse shoes. Sure. Dancing in Alley McBeal. Tails. <laughs> Tails, yeah. Tails, yeah, of course. Yeah, like like a Baron Samity style so figure. Wait, she's, she's given, wait, she's given, she's giving birth to the New Year? Is that what's going on? Kind of, yeah. But, okay. Basically, but yeah, like, baby New Year. But he's he's also a skeleton, skeleton face. Yeah, like Baron Samity. Yeah. So basically, wow. the unborn is about unborn babies. Mm-hmm. It's a pro I went into abortion. This, it yeah, is a very so. seriously. Pro- I, I assumed it was. I, w- I assumed it was about an aborted baby that wanted to live and was coming back for revenge. It is not. Yeah. It is saying no you way. should abort your children. Yeah, like, because they will be evil. Yeah. Get rid of them shits. Yeah. Because the only you other- never know they might be a dibbic. There don't is know. a there is a dibbic inside you, which is not how dibbics work. <laughs> but it's still it could be the there. only other the only other child in this film is a fucking like a little demon vessel. Like all kids. No way. No way. Yeah. No. Get yeah, rid of them. Yeah. It's an anti kids movie. Yeah. Unlike the movie Kids, which is pro-kids. Yeah. Pro-kids? It's, <laughs> it's pro-kids. Pro-kids yeah. sneakers? Sure. <laughs> it's pro-ruse, uh, those those sneakers that had uh, little pockets in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Big enough to put, like, a penny in. <laughs> like, <laughs> kids wait. don't have a lot to carry around with them. Sure. Now, nowadays, all those you kids like have a those, uh, stone. wear those Heelys with the, with with the, the wheel wheels. in them. I wish I had those when I was a kid. I would yeah. have hurt myself so bad on those. <laughs> But they would have been awesome. Uh-huh. I, I dream of children hurting themselves while wearing those, actually. 
they're not they're not like sexual dreams or anything. They're just you know. Well, any every Freud would say every dream has a sexual element. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, he was a should, we, should we talk about that more? Or? Sure. Well, Sigmund Freud uh, was one of the great minds of the late 19th, early 20th century. Oh, the guy, he was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> He was right? in that, yes. And okay. also the 7% solution, sure, uh, sure. where he treats Sherlock Holmes in the most boring way possible. Hey. That's a boring movie. That's a boring movie. It's a good book, though. I think, I've never read the book. I'm I sure think, it's good. I the movie Kelsey is Grammer would, would make a good Sigmund Freud in <laughs> If a there was movie. a sitcom about Freud. <laughs> yeah. And it was called, like, On the Couch. Dude, let's, let's write that sitcom. Because <laughs> Hank is going to be canceled. canceled. You know, so. And he's going to be free, I bet. Yeah. McHale's well, Navy 2 is not starting filming for <laughs> that another year. That was up Periscope. <laughs> yeah. Or down Periscope. Down Periscope McHale's movie. Navy starred a Tom totally Arnold. Tom Arnold, Bruce Campbell, and Tim Curry. <laughs> Come on. Get, <laughs> what? Get your bad naval films Come straight. on. And don't even get it mixed up with Sergeant Bilko. That was Steve Martin mm-hmm. playing Phil Silvers. Phil Hartman, the late Phil Hartman in one of his final roles. Wait, Phil Hartman died? <laughs> I gotta start reading these uh, celebrity newspapers, yeah, huh? Yeah, right. He died about 12 years ago. <laughs> these, these celebrity newspapers that all the celebrities the get. Celebrity newspapers called newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> First Roman Polanski, now Phil Hartman. You are way behind. What What was the last celebrity news story you heard? How up to date are you? Was it about Tyrone Power? Like, <laughs> didn't one of Didn't one of the members of TLC burn down Andre Risen's house? Okay, well that was about ten years ago. But <laughs> Time, I think time's all out of joint, like uh, like oh, a yeah. Nicholas Sparks novel. You're like Billy Pilgrim. Sure, yeah. I'm stuck in time. Yeah, yeah. You're living all of the worst celebrity scandals all at once. <laughs> that sounds like me. So uh, <laughs> you go from reading about Roman Polanski to talking to Fatty Arbuckle <laughs> to watching John Wilkes Booth kill the president. Wow! What? I don't know if that's a celebrity <laughs> scandal. <laughs> he was a celebrity. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, wait, the president? Is there? Oh, so you're saying that it wasn't scandalous? It was not a, con- a scandal. It was not a controversial move to shoot the president in the head. Wow. Dan in a strangely pro-Lincoln assassination stance. I just don't think that like, yeah, public opinion that. is it's the like important thing I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> he keeps talking about rape. The death of the president. You, you better believe John Wilkes Booth's agent was on the phone with him saying, you've ruined your career. <laughs> we got to do some serious damage control, babe. Yeah, his name was Mudd. Eh? 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 Mudd was a different person All right. who deserved what he got. Okay, so uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, taking me through the history books, guys. <laughs> yep. It was a it was a kaleidoscopic version of American history. <laughs> yep. Uh, so back uh, back to the business at hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. We're talking about uh, the unborn, and uh, I think it might be time for final judgments. Unless we want to talk right. about glory holes and demons more. Well, no. no, I don't think so. Okay, so final judgments. We did not talk too much about the demon scenes, which were pretty cool. Which like with the scary face effects? Yeah, scary faces and bugs everywhere. And yeah, you know. I mean they use that like uh, that, got, that that editing style with the really, all jittery, yeah, all jittery and flashy. And there's like dudes whose heads turn upside down. Uh, I mean, like it was in, better than than normal in the movies we've seen. I mean, wait, like compared to what? Like compared to what? Are the mirrors? Yeah, basically. Well, yeah, that's fair, but that didn't make it good. But mirrors had that great twist ending, so that <laughs> made it everything okay. What? <laughs> Twist you know, where, at the end of mirrors. You know, where he ends up stuck in the mirror world. Wait, what movie was this? <laughs> this is in Mirrors. What? It's Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> I watched, of... Wait, in that movie? That happened? <laughs> at the yes. end of that, he ends up in a mirror world. He's stuck in the mirror. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he's, 
It's the twist ending. Get out of here. That didn't happen. <laughs> and that was a Flophouse classic <laughs> redux. <laughs> hey, okay. So, We're back. Um, so final judgments? Is that what yeah, we're doing? Yeah, let's do it. Final judgments. So, <laughs> the special Shocktober categories for final judgments Uh-oh, is... oh that we will forget you're, instantly. You're, you're outdoing me again. Was this movie... Yeah, weren't you the horror host? I'm terrible at this job. <laughs> was this movie totally scarifying, frighteningly funny, or totally snorifying? <laughs> Stuart? Put a lot of work into this. Yeah, I'm going to go... You know what? I think I'm going to go frighteningly funny. Mm. It was, you know, it was shitty, but there was, you know, there was some white cotton panties and upside down head demons and uh, kids on shorts. Yeah, kids getting run over by cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there was, there was some laughs to be had. So, yeah, the unborn. Give it a watch, huh? Yeah, I, you know, if I was going to be charitable, I'd say frighteningly funny. I mean, it is a trim 88 minutes. Shorter uh, than the movie 88 minutes. Yeah. By like 80 minutes. But there was also a lot of stuff that just, I don't know, there was like just a lot of slow parts. And I was saying during the movie that I hate uh, the trend in modern horror movies to have it be a mystery as well. Like a bunch of scary stuff happens and then our hero or heroine has to track down why all the scary stuff is happening by piecing together the events of the past. Like I would rather there be a uh, situation given and our hero have to deal with that than um, to try and add some sort of mysterious ob- obfuscation. I don't know if I'm saying that word correctly. Uh, sure. Kind of. Uh, it's pronounced uh, obfuscation. I see. You know, try and spice it up. I think it's enough that, like, horrible things are happening without the mystery element. Well, you're an old schooler guy. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's a little snorifying. But there are some <laughs> frighteningly funny parts. I am going to go with Stuart on this one and say frighteningly funny. Again, it was very short. Uh, I actually enjoyed some of the scare scenes, although they were kind of by the numbers. The rest of it is very bad, but uh, there were some funny parts, and it's short, like I said. There's a little kid getting hit by a car, Dan. All right, two against <laughs> that one. That scene is very funny. Frighteningly so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone oh, man, I, listen, so the decision's been made. Maybe Judgment it would, has been handed down. Yeah, by the mm. judge gods. Mm. Maybe, it, maybe it's just that the last couple movies we've seen have been so bad. This one was a breath of crap air. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess you have uh, handed down the law. Yeah. Yep, the ape Torah, shall not kill ape. If you... Oh, you mean real law. Yeah. Like the Ten Commandments. So they meant sure. like ape law. <laughs> ape shall not kill ape. Yeah. Shall ape kill human? I thought about... You're late. I thought about, I thought about going to uh, ape law school to study ape law <laughs> yeah. for a while. Not as much of a call for it as there once <laughs> no. was. No. I deal mostly with ape family law. <laughs> you know, estate planning, things like that. <laughs> Minor of, lawsuits. Uh, ape custody suits. <laughs> ape immigration law. Ape intellectual property theft. Wow. <laughs> ape intellectual property theft. That was Bobo's stick. <laughs> you stole it, Coco. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a, a surprisingly uh, fertile vein. Anyway, you're saying? <laughs> so, I have in my hand a letter. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what that is. It's uh, it's from Colin. Last name withheld, and the subject His family is huge. Subject heading last is name withheld. Here comes Peter Floppentail, and he says, "He says I am a Nigerian prince." <laughs> <laughs> Colin, I, I wish you could see Stuart's face when I read the subject heading, but he says, "Have you ever seen Edvard Munch's The Scream?" <laughs> That's pretty much it. 
Wait, the movie, the screen? <laughs> no, not it's not a movie. Oh, right, that painting. The painting, or inflatable thing that you see in dorms. <laughs> sure. But this gentleman says, Colin, last name with hell, he says, Hello, fellas. I continue to love the podcast and eagerly await each new episode. But I Thank think you. you. But I think you've been remiss for the last two years of flop history. What? You've not had a gimmick episode. Everyone remembers the must-see TV night where all of the New York-based shows except Seinfeld were in electrical blackout. Why not That's then? Right, because Seinfeld is in L.A., New York. Yeah. Why not then an episode while the Flophouse crew take on each other's personalities? Or an episode where your respective Flophouse significant others portray Dan, Stewart, and Elliot? Or an episode of the Flophouse 2020? No? Okay, well, I've been meaning to provide you guys with the link on my somewhat popular movie monologue site. You can review, review it here at, and he gives the address, which I will post on the blog. Uh, perhaps it will prove helpful in getting the word out in regard to the Flophouse. Now, I don't know whether this is a contest entry for the flop of Floppers mm, promote be. us. Through, um, through lack of entries, it might be drafted as one. Yeah, but uh, it was nice of him to uh, he to post our link and he says some not kind words on his website yeah very this, nice what about these gimmick episode ideas though I, yeah i like i like future us yeah 20 flophouse 2020 sounds pretty cool wait yeah that's, i could that's not a couple of years from now oh or is it that one of us is hugh downs and one of us is barbara walters oh i like and that and we're talking about store like stories you wouldn't see in the mainstream in the nightly news but that you should know about yeah i think that sounds pretty good I um, couldn't think of something that our significant others would be less interested in than I was thinking, doing yeah, a bad movie. Podcast. I was thinking the same thing. They'd probably get bored. Yeah. They would They'd be... They'd talk about lady stuff. Yep. They'd probably talk about dirty dancing or something. Sure. Yeah. Like a cute boy they saw one time or... That's what girls talk about. Yep. Yeah. Or like new, like that bump it thing He was wearing a white TV. dress. He was carrying a white parasol. Exactly. I didn't see him for a minute. He didn't see me at all. But I bet a month hasn't gone by since. I haven't thought of that boy. That's right. That's what women are like. They're, they're, they're just like, like Bernstein <laughs> from Citizen Kane. They're just Kane. like Everett Sloan in Citizen Kane. What yeah. was the other one? It was 2020, Second Amendment. Oh, we it, take each other's personalities. Yeah, I think that that would just devolve into like insulting each other. Probably. Like, I'd I be like, like Stuart, and I'd be like, hey, dudes, <laughs> I've got a big penis. And then, like, Elliot would be like, I'm dead. Stay on topic. And I don't know. Like, it would just, we'd get angry at each other. Probably. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do, I, it does make me wish that we could start an episode saying, listener's note, before this episode, Dan Stewart and Elliot accidentally touched a magic skull and their personalities were transferred. They all beat up a gypsy woman before this podcast. And <laughs> now she, they're getting she transferred from Switch. their brains into each other's brains. It was really weird, dudes. <laughs> then everything got cured. Now to the flop. It was kind of like how I wanted that show. You know that show Life on Mars that they redid over here in the yeah. in the old United States? In the colonies. I always kind of, I, I was always hoping that like the opening like bit of the, like, you know, the opening credits would show like... Have a song and have him like, and then he insulted a gypsy <laughs> and she totally sent him into the past. Woo! I just, like, I just wanted that'd to, be way better because then it would summarize everything. I'd be more interested. I just wanted the show. last episode of him to wake up and be like, it was all a dream on Mars. <laughs> and it turns out he's actually an astronaut on Mars. No, dude, that was, that was totally the ending to the uh, US version. I didn't watch it, but I heard all these people complaining online about how crazy the ending to the u.s version of life on mars was hmm. and the ending was um you know he wakes spoiler up alert and uh he's been in a spoiler suspended... alert to the show nobody watched and that's why it's <laughs> off the air he's been in suspended animation as an astronaut 
and he got to choose seriously a, a vivid dream to keep his mind occupied while he was in suspended animation, and so he chose to be a cop. In the that 70s. is great. That is such a That's stupid, like nuts. terribly unsatisfying, great ending. <laughs> yeah. That's like the end of Open Your Eyes. Like that's really like really dumb. Well, By the check way, it out on YouTube. There guys. were no hints for this, but your brain is alive in a jar somewhere. You know. Yeah, that sounds great. He was an astronaut because you know the network executives were like, "Well, well when does Mars come into it?" Yeah, I don't understand. Exactly. He's never yeah. going into outer space. David Bowie. <laughs> that's what they said. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> So that sounds great. Um, I'm glad I brought up Live on Mars. So, anywho. Uh, oh, this is the part of the show. You're looking at me for directions? Yeah. Well, true? horror host, maybe you should host something. Okay, okay, boils and ghouls. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're ready for some scary movie recommendations, uh, as it is Shocktober, so we're going to recommend some movies we actually mm-hmm. like and may or may not have seen recently, starting with uh, Elliot... Me? Yes, Elliot. Tell us a scary movie you liked. Uh, I'm going to mention two movies. Are they both scary? One is and one is not. Start with the scary one. Uh. <laughs> wow, he's really taking control. Now that we've needled him in about not being a good host. I love your horror host character went from Elvira to Saw, to Jigsaw. Like, Do it. <laughs> hey, boys and ghouls, you've got a, you've got a decision to make. Let's play a little game, Elliot. <laughs> Tell me two movies. One of them better be scary. Well, the thing, I haven't seen any scary movies recently that I really loved. And I'm trying to think of one that I haven't recommended in the past. Um, I want to recommend, but like I, I, the ones I want to recommend, I think I've recommended before, like Persona or In the Mouth of Madness, or those are my favorite. What about s- Ghostbusters, Elliot? Movies. Ghostbusters is not a scary movie, but I will mention that it is. When the, I was a kid, it was really scary. It is the 25th anniversary of Ghostbusters, <laughs> and I've been celebrating it all year. So, uh, but the movie I want. So, there's a bunch of scary movies out there. You can go see them. Okay. Persona, scariest movie I ever saw. In the Mouth of Madness, my favorite John Carpenter movie, personally. But recently, I saw a movie called His Kind of Woman, starring Robert Mitchum and Jane Russell and uh, Vincent Price, and it is a movie that starts out as a film noir and then becomes kind of a tongue-in-cheek film noir and then by the end is just out and out comedy with some surprisingly violent scenes like it's one of the few it's from 1951 i think but there's a scene where a guy gets shot in the chest and blood drips out of his chest and it's just like it was one of the more graphic scenes i've seen in an old movie but it's a lot of fun robert mitchum's in it uh and vincent price has one of i think his best roles ever as a ham actor named mark cardigan who is is in this resort that Robert Mitchum has been sent to by a famous crime lord and basically decides to become a hero in it. And there are these great scenes of Vincent Price like giving speeches to the other characters and basically hamming it up and being really... But his performance becomes very affecting. So I recommend it a lot. Daniel? Um, I'm having a hard time coming up with a good horror movie. Uh, but I did see fairly recently... Um, movie splinter about like oh the about the ninja turtles mentor sure now about biopic (laughs) it's a biopics are scary because they're true (laughs) no it's about like a weird uh sort of uh virus like most um movies are most horror movies are these days it seems like but like more of a kind of this strange fungus that creates splinters 
on people that can shoot out and sort of infect them, and they become all pointy and weird porcupine. They should have called it the pointy people. It's pretty gross. And uh, have you seen it, Snort? Splinter? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty gross. It was kind of cool. It's a pretty good, like, basically three people stuck in a enclosed space horror movie, survival horror. They're all in a uh, gas station. Silo. Oh, gas um, station. Maternity ward. Store. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have to fend off these people and figure out how to get out of there. But um, what I'm going to also recommend is um, on Netflix, watch instantly, I noticed that the movie... I'll Believe You, a.k.a. First Time Caller, is available uh, on Watch Instantly. And this is a film um, that, along with uh, roles by Patrick Warburton, Fred Willard, Ed Helms, and Chris Elliott, it also has some former Flophouse co-hosts in it. Uh, this is like a Among small, those glittering stars? Yeah, this is a small independent comedy. It sat on the shelf for a few years, then it got a very small like release, and now it's on DVD. But uh, one, Rich Duncan, uh, the co-writer of the Werewolf book, and uh, often a frequent co-host, plays Craig the Engineer. And uh, Amanda Melson and Bob Powers both play radio callers. Oh, wow. It's not a great comedy. You know, it has the problem that a lot of like small comedies have, which... It kind of drags a little. Like they don't have. I mean, I mean, I feel like you can make a great movie, obviously, as an independent filmmaker. But nope. Uh, keeping up the energy sometimes on like a low budget film is harder without like the resources really like make it snap. Uh, and so there's like some draggy parts in the middle, but there's some really funny stuff in it too. And uh, if you're ever curious to see what rich duncan looked like uh with more hair than he has now you can watch first time caller i gotta see that i've never AKA seen that movie. i'll believe you i gotta check that out i like those people yeah i don't actually have a good horror movie to recommend <laughs> you um, were the one who wanted the scary movies well i know i do i'll talk about a scary movie i uh yeah this time of year always makes me go even more out of my way to watch uh <laughs> shitty horror movies and uh this week was no different i re i re-watched Edward Furlong's masterpiece, because <laughs> he's in it, uh, Brain Scan, where he plays a dude with uh, who gets sucked into a video game that turns him into a killer, and it's very clearly an attempt to create a new franchise with this like like weird dude character who like kind of haunts him and helps possess him and stuff, similar to Wes Craven's Shocker, which was not what I was expecting. Well, like the Lawnmower Man. Similar to the Lawnmower Man, but not based on or D. Snyder's Strange Land, or like D. Snyder's Strange. I like to think that uh, Eddie Furlong's ancestors were Vikings, and they killed some sort of a haired serpent, and uh, so he was like Bjorn, killer of the long fur, and that over time became Furlong. Sure, no, that's, that's it could just be it. could just be the measure of wow, distance. You have a really yeah, no, elaborate uh, fantasy as to the derivation of Eddie Furlong. I had listen. I saw T two a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Did, I, I read that story on your uh, that that blog you write about Eddie Furlong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Furlongs and Furlongs. Yeah, where you have you have some slash fic about it, the various characters he's been. Yeah, well, there's a little bit about him and the guy who was on Salute Your Shorts, who was also in Terminator Two. Yeah. A little bit about him and Arnold Schwarzenegger. A little bit about him and Robert Patrick. Sure, kind of teaching him what it's like to be human. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, there's a lot of. Tension. I have no emotions. <laughs> well, let me try. Let, let's try this then. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of subtext in those movies that you can really oh yeah dive into. That thumbs up at the end? I know. There's a lot of Pecker fan fiction on there. What happened to the character <laughs> after the film was over, you know? Sure. 
a lot of uh, Baltimore. There's more also like body. What was more. Like Eddie, Eddie Furlong? Crow, Crow Four was it? Crow, I don't remember which one. Crow Four. But a lot of Eddie Furlong, John Waters slash Pet Cemetery Two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so what? And what else so, did you see besides Brain Scan? Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything else. So I saw Brain Scan this week. <laughs> I saw. I watched a bunch of. Sh- I watched. Uh, you know, I watched Head of the Family again. That was great. Do you uh, own that? No, I don't know. Oh. Not yet. Not until they come out with a Blu-ray edition. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> now you're just chatting. We not every, not every movie gets a Blu-ray edition. Apparently only Screwballs gets one. Yep, Screwballs. Hey, okay, guys. so what now what do we do, Dan? Now we sign off. Oh, cool. Why don't you do it, Stuart? Why don't you kick us off since you're our okay, guys. Well, rule host. For the flop house, I've been Stuart Wellington. No, no, give yourself like a go, uh, like Booert Wellington. Booert Smelly Town. <laughs> I've been Dan come back to me later. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's I'm... not that good, but that's cool. Heliot Killen. Oh, that's See? what he's been doing this whole time. I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Okay. That's why I've been so lackluster this episode. Yeah. Good night, folks. You should be glad it wasn't Chowderfest. Chowder all in his beard. Mm, Chowderfest. That sounds delicious. I don't care for chowder. By the way, Chowderfest is coming up. Guys, what are your plans for Chowderfest? <laughs> check, yes. check, chowders. Check, Chowderfest, Chowderfest. Too, too many chowderheads. Malicious chowder. Miskatonic. Misk. Miskatonic University. A tonic University. I got my uh, undergraduate there. <laughs> in the in dark chowder. <laughs> yep. In elder in, care. In, in feline masturbation. All right. And that's over. <laughs> Don't know why that went there. <laughs> Don't worry, that'll just be at the end after after the going away music. Goes. All right, <laughs> that'll be our stinger. <laughs> That's what it's called. Huh? That's what they used to call it on a, on Mystery Science Theater, I think. Watch out for snakes.